From Southwest Florida, near the Gulf of Mexico, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation and around the world. Welcome to Winning Business Now. Today, after some words of wisdom and or streaming consciousness from your host, John Bothwell, we'll hear from our guest, who will share their story and insights for managing and growing a business in today's ever-changing environment. Hello, everyone. John Bothwell again, and we have a special guest today, Scott Zimmerman, a renowned author, copywriter, and the CMO of Cyrano Systems, a leader in the field of sales mastery, as well as being the co-author of a top 50 sales book, The Platinum Rule, for Disc Sales Mastery, and four other books, if my memory serves me correct. He is a keynote speaker, communications consultant, corporate sales growth trainer, and last but not least, a cat lover. Hello, Scott. What's going on in your world? Just hanging around, petting my cats, and thinking about my next book, John. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, uh, everyone claims to be able to help teams grow. What makes you guys different? Well, we uh, we focused on several things, um, not only growing the sales, but growing the people that we work with. And um, we've got a team together of uh, different experts in different fields. And so we kind of went out and cherry picked our dream team, so to speak. Um, personally, I, I really enjoy helping salespeople understand their own strengths and weaknesses and leveraging their strengths and mitigating their weaknesses. And we put systems around salespeople to help them get more done in less time, less effort. So we have created a technology that we've been running for salespeople for, oh my gosh, I hate to date myself, but pushing on 20 years where we can automate uh, about 90% of their relationship building and communications, uh, sending things on their behalf that are relevant to each prospect and each customer to move those relationships forward and organizing their days for them, organizing their phone calls and their appointments and making sure that they're staying in meaningful contact with everybody they've ever met. And uh, so we, we do a lot of things for salespeople because we build a team of former salespeople, myself included, we think like them, we act like them, and uh, we just help them get more done with less effort because I um, started the service myself with um, my own values in mind. Of, uh, I noticed that I was working late in the evenings and working on the weekends. And John, I just um, felt that salespeople were becoming tethered because of technology, their phones and their iPads and their laptops. and Salespeople were just always working, getting quotes out, returning communications. And I thought, you know what? I would love to help these salespeople just stop working at five or six o'clock in the afternoon and then go home and just be with their wife or their husband and their children. And what if we could have uh, done all their prospecting for them and done all their follow-ups for them and organized their next day? And that's why we started the Cyrano service. So thank you for asking me a wide open question. <laughs> Well, I know you're a little bit slow on the uptake, so I wanted to make it an easy one. Um, <laughs> so everyone knows, you and I have known each other for, shoot, I don't know how many years you were. You were a client of mine. I, I've been a client of yours. Um, but you said something that really 
caught my ear. The old uh, one-liner for my company has always been, we grow people and companies. And you brought up the fact that you grow people. I think it's important that we, when we work with clients that we're not just growing a company, but the person themselves is growing as an individual. What kind of um, things do you use to, to help people uh, raise their level of awareness on a you know, interpersonal level? Well, I'm gonna use a tagline that I stole from a, a good friend and uh, just a man I respect tremendously alongside yourself. His name is Gil Cargill. And he, uh, he always says, it's not your people, it's your process. And when we're engaged with a new client, we, uh, we get to know the salespeople and we get to know the sales environment and the challenges, the opportunities. We take time to understand and profile their ideal client or customer. And then we make it our goal to help them start cloning their ideal customers or clients. So we not only get to understand the demographics of the client, the job title, the size of the company, whatever that may look like, but we also dig into the uh, psychographics of the client and the salespeople. And so we look at things like job title, uh, behavioral style, using DISC. Uh, you know, is, it, is this purchaser uh, like an engineer, which could be an analytical thinker or a high C? John, as you taught me when I learned this from you, thank you very much. It's been invaluable, by the way. Um, is, is this person maybe a, a CEO and likely to have a lot of uh, high D or director in their behavioral style? And we then meet with each salesperson. We run them through their own assessments. We understand their behavioral style. And we also match that with their values or their motivators. I think when I met you, you, you taught me it was a PIAV assessment, if I recall. Correct. Personal interests, values, and attitudes. Yes. And, and then we, we sit down, you know, sometimes virtually with the sales manager or the business owner who's trying to manage and motivate their salespeople. And we help them do that as treating them as individuals. So let's say that you have three salespeople and, um, doesn't matter the number, but you have three salespeople. Well, they're three individuals and they have different personality types or behavioral styles and they all have different motivators. So what I've discovered, John, is that most sales managers tend to use what's called the golden rule. And the golden rule is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So they tend to try to motivate and manage and counsel and lead salespeople the way they themselves used to wanted to be motivated and led. So a lot of times they'll use bonuses and, and money as a motivator. Well, if I were working for you, John, and you offered me, you know, X amount of dollars to hit my, my goals every quarter, that's on the seven values, that's my lowest. Money doesn't motivate me, but knowledge is my number one motivator. Had you offered to send me to a seminar or given me a gift certificate to buy my own books and read about selling or psychology or influence? That would have motivated me like crazy. So we help the manager or the boss learn about their salespeople. We give them a very simple guide on how to motivate them and how to counsel them and correct them and mentor them. 
And then sometimes through our fractional sales management, if the business owner doesn't have the time to do that, we'll do that for them. And we create systems around each salesperson to make sure that they're getting everything done each day. And we help them contact more people and we automate most of that for them. And then we counsel them and correct them and motivate them and hold them accountable in a way that's pleasing for each salesperson. So we, we treat them as people. And we build them as people, and then we help them learn. And depending on how they learn, John, there's another thing you taught me is that everybody learns differently. Because you taught me, you know, the kinesthetics and audio and visual, the uh, KAV. Holy crap, I'm, I'm doing your commercial now. I'm thinking about it because I'm sitting here thinking about stuff I've learned from you going back 25 years ago. Hey, Scott, can I jump in? You just did. I'm glad that you're not money motivated because I'm not paying you for this. But thank you. <laughs> I'm sure the listener's glad they didn't pay either. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, I'm, I'm, I was just sitting here thinking about um, the, uh, the sales training program that Dr. Tony Alessandra uh, launched a short while ago based on our book, as you mentioned in the intro, The Platinum World for Disc Sales Mastery. And I was blessed to uh, be business partners with Dr. Alessandra for eight years, and we wrote uh, five books together. And he took one of our books and he went to a company called Light Source and did a series of videos, short videos that people can watch from their phones or from any internet connected device. And he took the book that would take 14 hours to read otherwise, and he turned it into about maybe 20 short five to six minute videos. So salespeople, like before they could go into a sales call, could sit on in their car on their phones and get trained on how to recognize a buyer's behavioral style and how to adapt to what they were seeing. And it would teach them to speed up and slow down or to maybe bring a little warmth in the conversation or to make sure that they don't bring any warmth into the conversation and just stick to business. And to be able to identify someone's mode and to speak to them in their own language is invaluable in making it more comfortable for a prospect or a customer to stay in a conversation. And we offer that to our customers. In the online format, it's extremely affordable. And then we augment it with one-on-one -on -one coaching. And we help salespeople kind of deconstruct their conversations and to challenge them to, when we're on the phone with them, to tell us that person's story. And that's the one thing I always, the first thing I ever teach a salesperson is when you walk out of a conversation, if I were to ask you to pick up the phone and call me immediately, could you tell me their story? What do they want? What are they interested in? And what are they most fear? Um, what are they looking for? How are you going to be able to help them? And if you can't help them, what resources do you have in your back pocket you could offer them? Be it a book, another expert, possibly recommending that they go to your competitor if that's what most solves their problems. So, John, the one thing I always teach is mindset. And the one thing that makes the salespeople we work with successful is the mindset of truly helping everybody that they talk to. And so the first thing I teach people is every time you walk into a sales conversation, 
first of all, get rid of the word selling and replace it with the word helping. And as you look at that person for the first time, just think to yourself, who do they remind me of who's about the same age and gender that I truly care about? It could be your father, your mother, it could be your, your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your brother, your sister. And how would you talk to that person? Would you, would you sit down with them and be kind of a mentor and just listen to them well and try to find out what they really want and then help them go get that? And if you can get in that mindset and become that kind of resource for that person, you'll be their first phone call every time they ever want or need something just because you're the resource. And as a salesperson or a helper, that's the best position you could ever have. Your career will take care of itself. You know, you're very right, Scott. And as owners of businesses and senior managers, we need to be mindful of the fact that we're always selling when we're talking to the people that, that work for us. It reminds me of years ago, you know, I always thought everyone, you know, I was naive. I thought everyone thought the same way I did and pretty much had my values. Versus as I got older in life, I learned that wasn't true. And I had a, a gal that worked for me and yearly review and I was going to give her a raise and she shocked me. She said, well, I'd like to be able to take Friday afternoons off instead of my raise. And I says, well, uh, is there a health issue or, you know, what's going on? She says, well, my daughter's on a, a volleyball team and I make the pins that the girls wear and I'm real active with the volleyball team. I like to have Fridays off so I can travel with the team. And I said, you know, if that's what you'd like to have, fantastic. Uh, you know, as long as the work gets done. And that was my first eye opener that everyone wasn't money motivated. And as salespeople and business owners, we need to realize that what motivates our employees and our customers is not necessarily what motivates us. And too many salespeople, especially, think it's all about price. There are a lot of clients that are concerned about safety, about quality and other issues other than just price. But I got another quick question for you. Uh, you know, you've done so many things in your career and people are probably scratching their head because they know that I do sales coaching and consulting. And why would I have another sales consultant and coach on the line? It's because it's really important for people to get to know different philosophies like, you know, Sandler Sales Institute, spin selling, I could list uh, whale selling, uh, seat at the table, all the books that I've read over the years and incorporated a lot of those philosophies into my life. But you wrote a book, if my memory serves me correct, on trade show uh, mastery. Um, can you talk a little little bit about that. I know trade shows aren't real popular right now uh, because of COVID, but we know they're going to come back. And there are and there are still people that need to be able to demonstrate products in some sort of a show environment. Absolutely. And the name of that book was The Platinum Rule for Trade Show Mastery. And you'll notice that the Platinum Rule is the first three words in every book I've ever co-authored with uh, Tony Alessandra. For a reason, John, and you talked about your employee who wanted Fridays off. 
And as I mentioned earlier, the golden rule is to do unto others as they would have them do unto you. The platinum rule, which is why I wanted to work with Dr. Alessandra, it says to do unto others as they would have you do unto them or treat people the way they want to be treated, which I, I, as soon as I read his book, The Platinum Rule, I, I fell in love with the concept because it was outwardly focused. But my behavioral style or personality type is no longer relevant. I'm looking at you and, and understanding and becoming interested in what you want and what you're interested in. And based on Dale Carnegie's philosophy of how to win friends and influence people, if whether you're a business owner, a sales manager, or a salesperson, you have to understand that everybody's your customer. And everybody has their own wants and needs. And if you can help them get where they want to go, you'll not only have a friend, you'll probably have a customer or a client. And interestingly, that you brought up trade shows, because trade shows are actually just a metaphor of understanding that you're going to meet a lot of people and you're going to meet them in different environments. But a trade show is a perfect example. And so in a trade show, you may have. 20, 30 seconds, maybe a couple minutes to have a chat with someone. And if you think about it, the first time you meet someone, if your first line of questioning is, what brought you here and how can I help you find that? And, and the, the, the people that we train that, that work in trade shows, that go to trade shows, is think of yourself as the Walmart greeter. And not only the Walmart greeter, but you're going to be the one that helps them carry their purchases out to their car. And if you're really good, you'll get in their car, ride with them to their home and help them unload whatever it is they bought. And if it's a TV, help them set it up, help them get to use it, teach them how the remote works. And again, metaphorically speaking, this is how a business relationship is supposed to go. So, John, if I met you in a trade show and you walked by my booth, the first thing I would do is a pattern interrupt. And I know that you've been walking through aisle after aisle and you've seen you know, banner after banner and talked to you know, 50 other salespeople. And you're probably tired and you know your feet are sore, your back's hurting a little bit. So the first thing I would do is just look down and I go, excuse me, are those shoes comfortable? Which is a pattern interrupt question. And you would absolutely forget what shoes you're wearing and you would look down then you'd look at me with some cheese-eating grin on your face like, that was a pretty good question. You have my attention. And then I would ask you, I'd say, sir, what brought you here today? And what, what were you looking for? And can I tell you where that booth is? And I'd be your Walmart reader, so to speak. And most people will stop and then they'll be thoughtful and then just look at me and smile. And they'll go, you know, I was actually looking to find a vendor who could maybe be a supplier for plastic custom tank fabrication. And I'd say, well, that's the United Plastic Fabrication. And they're over there on aisle 17, over there on the north end of the aisle. Um, tell Andrew that Scott says hello. And I would just point you right where you wanted to go. And then you might, and, and nine times out of 10, you'll stop and say, well, what do you guys do? Well, now I not only have your ear, but I have your attention. And you're grateful that I didn't try to sell you anything. I just tried to help. you. And then I can maybe tell you a little bit about, you know, what Cyrano service does and how we help, you know, companies grow sales. But the first thing I would then do is probably respond with a question, which is, well, tell me what you do. And then I can fabricate my answer around what you do, because there's a high likelihood I probably won't be able to help you with what I do. But maybe I could introduce you to a couple other people here at the show. 
who maybe could help you get where you want to go. So it's getting to know the other person. What do they want? Where are they trying to go? And knowing that your timing is probably wrong when you first meet a prospect, which I'm perfectly fine with. And we fashioned our sales enablement services around the fact that out of 20 prospects that are handed to each salesperson, whether it's by a trade show or through marketing or social media or, or you know outbound uh, marketing to generate leads for salespeople, out of 20, 19, probably 18 or 19, aren't looking for what you sell the day you first meet them. So how could we help that salesperson stay in meaningful contact with each of those prospects until they're finally ready for what it is that you do? that you sell or you provide that helps them. And that's how we started the Cyrano service of helping salespeople do two things, stay in meaningful contact with everybody that they meet. And we also are able to go into uh, CRM systems and databases, extract all those old contacts that salespeople had forgotten about. And we bring those relationships back to life when we do it on behalf of the salespeople to get them in the right place at the right time with the right personal branding when those prospects are finally ready to buy or have a project of something that you can help them with. So that's that's what we do, John. Well, thanks a lot, Scott. It really brings me to what I was hoping you would spend some time on. It's a service that you've offered for years that I've used and recommended to a number of my uh, number of my clients is where you write the outbound emails in it and copy for lead lead generation. And also the Cyrano system where you send articles of interest, uh, which quite frankly, I tend to get too busy to do. Uh, so, so that the communication isn't always selling, but it's one of being of service and information. Could you go into the Cyrano system as it relates to that a little bit? Yes, and thank you. Uh, it, everything that we do is to build the personal brand of each salesperson. Uh, or service provider is being kind and thoughtful and helpful. And again, this is all based on Dale Carnegie's hundred and some year old book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, if, if if you're my client, John, and uh, you have been, thank you. Um, we we train our our clients to end every first conversation, whether you get a yes, no, or not now, with something to the effect of, and, and we say, use your own words, but, but communicate this, which is one of the things that I take pride in is finding things to help my friends and my customers improve their careers. And if I ever run across anything that I think would help you be a better blank, sales manager, purchasing agent, engineer, plant manager, doesn't matter. Um, I'd like to send that along. And with your permission, may I call you every few months or so just to check in and see how you're doing. And naturally, nobody ever says no to that. So what our customers do is they then call into our number or they text us or they email whatever's fastest for them. And they say, uh, I have a new contact. His name is John Bothwell. Here's the name of his company. Here's his email address. Here's his phone number. I would like for you to please find articles for John on sales and marketing and entrepreneurship. Uh, send them out about once a month and remind me to call about every three months. Thank you. And they're done. So as they walk out of a sales call, they can call into our sales enablement service and tell us what they want done, when they want it done. And it also could include, you know, send a brochure on product number three on Friday or, 
email out a case study on product number six in a week and remind me to call in two weeks. Whatever they want done, we just do it for them. And we do it remotely using the technology we invented. I'm going to just jump in because I think it is a great idea. It's a great system. I don't believe salespeople should should be put in charge of follow-up and a lot of lead generation. I feel those are marketing activities and the average sales person isn't that great at it. So it's good to have a system, a process, if you will, because as you know, Scott, I'm very process oriented where the process runs communication that's meaningful. Like you could send me someone fishing in the Gulf of Mexico. I'd appreciate that. You could maybe jot that down. Um, and everything doesn't need to be sales. You need actually, to develop, yeah, you need to develop personal relationships. Yeah. And actually, uh, boy, you put, six mice on big wheels and they're all squeaking right now, but you're good at that. That's okay. Um, We're running out of time. So make it quick. Okay. Um, We actually, we actually train salespeople to stop selling and start helping. Uh, Once somebody knows what you do, they don't forget. So they know what you sell. They know what you provide. And you don't need to keep sending them things to remind them that I sell blank and you need to buy blank from me because I'm better than who you're already buying it from because you made a bad decision five years ago when you started that relationship. And I've run a marketing communications company for more decades than I care to admit. And I learned a long time ago that those messages, those brochures, those newsletters, those emails, they don't work. Nobody has time to read crap about your company because they don't care. They care about themselves. So send them things that aren't personal, but they're business related, but they're helpful. That's why we don't send articles on fly fishing or, you know, something personal because it's in, it's insincere. But to send them things that help them with their career, like on time management, stress management, uh, managerial skills and things like that, people not only enjoy receiving those things, but they're just appreciative that you thought enough about them to, to source those things and send them. And when people ask me about using our service and they go, well, you're doing it for them. Isn't that insincere? And I'm like, absolutely not. That person cared enough about that other person to take the time to call into us and tell us what to find and what to source and what to send. And then to remind them to call back because they want to call back. And in between the times of the calls, they wanted to find some way to help that person. And they cared enough about that relationship to hire us to help them treat you know a thousand people the way they were treating your top 10 clients these people care and they want to be great performers and a great resource for the people that rely on them for the products and services they provide and that's all about building the personal brand of each salesperson and that's what we do and john i know we're up against the, the time here so if there's anything well, yeah, there, there's a couple of things that you know really came to mind i uh you know you could it in a sales call, it's a yes or no, uh, a think it over. And too many of us in sales, when we get to think it over, and I'm guilty of this, I just take it as a no. And many times I just stop communicating because quite frankly, I'm like the other guy. I'm, I'm just busy. And the neat thing about the Cyrano system is I can call you and, and give my think it overs to you to go out there and touch them with meaningful information that is not sales related. Because obviously they had a need for my service or product, just now wasn't the time. And it's a great way to, to really keep the contact going. But I got a quick question for you. 
What's the biggest challenge you have in your current role right now that you're working on getting over, trying to overcome? Wow. That's, uh, a, that, that's, that's a deep question. It is. I would have to say it's getting into a, a conversation with someone who's not defensive and open to discuss sales growth challenges. Um, which is why when you asked me before we hopped on the call, what it is I would like to offer these listeners as a way of saying thank you for their time and attention. And what I'd like to offer anybody who's listening is an hour of my time for free to discuss any sales growth challenge that they're having. And I've been very blessed to have had good health and the opportunity to read a lot of books work with a lot of disparate clients and uh, spend a lot of time with mentors like you, John, and learn a few things along the way. So I'm hoping you'll include a link in this podcast where people can hop on my calendar at their convenience and spend, you know, 15 minutes up to an hour with me. And I just want to learn about, you know, their sales growth challenges. And there's a high likelihood in my 31 years of running my company that uh, we found a way to solve those challenges, either ourselves, <clears throat> or I could recommend a book, or maybe another expert like you, John, because I don't see you as a competitor at all. I see you as a resource that I could you know, bring in for my clients, or even just recommend they work directly with you. So if anybody would like to spend a little time with me on the phone or a Zoom video chat, uh, I would be honored and find it a privilege to chat with people and learn about their sales environment and maybe share an idea or two. And, uh, and lastly, John, the reason the disc is so important, you, you brought it up. You said a lot of people want to go think things through. Well, that's half of your buyers. They're more indirect than direct. And when you're talking with someone and you see them being quiet and contemplative and deliberate and methodical and you know, cooperative, and they don't interrupt, and they just go along with the conversation, they're telling you that they want time and space to make a decision. And if you're the one that offers that to them early in the conversation, which is, hey, John, we're not going to make any decisions today. I just want to give you a lot of information so you can think things through and maybe shop a little bit, make your own decision. So I'm just going to provide you information for half of your buyers. They will actually visibly relax. For the other half of the buyers who are more expressive and direct and confident and assertive, they'll probably want to make a buying decision during that conversation. So just that alone is one thing we teach salespeople. Imagine the competitive advantage they have of being able to watch the buyer and accurately predict when and how they want to make a buying decision. That's just a little part of about what we teach. Well, Scott, I hear the music in the background, which tells me that we're getting close to the end of our broadcast. I would like to say that my biggest competitor is me, and that's probably true of most of us. Would you do me a huge favor and let people know where they can contact you, your website, your telephone number, if you feel like you'd like to give that out? And uh, we'll, wrap this, uh, we'll wrap this podcast up. Easy peasy Japanese. So um, it's uh, my website is www.cyrano, C Y R A N O, as in Cyrano de Bergerac, CyranoService.com. Uh, do not go to CyranoSystem.com because you'll find our technology that we invented to uh, run for our clients, but it's CyranoService.com. 
My email is scott with two T's at CyranoService.com. And if uh, you want to send me an email that says in the subject line, a free consultation, I'll reply to you as soon as I can. And in my reply, you'll see links that you can click and hop on my calendar at your convenience. And let's have a conversation. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I'll just spend time with you helping you solve your number one sales growth challenge. And at the end of that conversation, if I can help you, I'll tell you. And if I know a book that will help you, I'll recommend it. And if I know an expert like John Bothwell, who's a better at other things than I am, I'll recommend the referral as well, but I'll find a way to help. Scott, thanks a lot for taking time with us today. And for everyone on online, please remember to hit the subscribe button. And if you would, put a nice comment in there. Thank you. And Scott, I really appreciate our time together. Bye-bye.